Welcome to 100% Real with Seth. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're all having an amazing Friday. In this episode, I interview my friend Ariana Milanas and discuss about her new book, How I Broke Up with Religion and Discovered My Own Divinity. Her book is now available on Amazon. We also discuss about the topic of religion and spirituality. I hope you all find this episode insightful as much as I did. Stay tuned. Welcome to 100% Real with Steph. Today I have a special guest, Ariana Alanis. Hi, Ariana. Thank you for joining. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm really excited that you're here, and I am very excited to discuss uh, your new book that's out, and um, it's called, sorry, what is the name of your book? Yes, it's How I Broke Up With Religion and Realized My Own Divinity. Awesome. And that book is out on Amazon. So guys, feel free to check out that book. And Ariana, I am so interested in this topic about, um, you know, religion and spirituality. And I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, more about your book and, and um, your thoughts on uh, spiritual spirituality. So, um, Ariana, what inspired you to write this book? Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that inspired me. Um, I've always wanted to write books, and I'm going to be writing more. Um, I just think that they're a really great way to learn, and I love reading, too. So, um, I really felt like last year in 2020... I experienced um, some things that like really just changed my life and I have been experiencing things that have changed my life Mm -hmm. for the last like six years or so Um, and I really feel like now especially with the pandemic like we all need some empowering messages and positivity so I was like now's the time I'm unemployed (laughs) and I was like let's do it you know I have the time to write and I'm also in a good headspace in a good um, place and I had the ability I was lucky enough to have the ability so um, I really just wanted to share some really positive insights into spirituality and overall like share just the idea that we all are divine beings and we all have the innate ability to create the lives that we want and right now you know a lot of people are really struggling and like I like I said I'm, I'm unemployed as well so I get mm-hmm. it um lucky for me I'm, I'm doing okay but um I'm, I'm building my business right now so it's affording me the time to do that but a lot of people are really struggling and I feel the need to really do all I can to like spread the love and positivity and let people know like they can create the lives they want we've you know we've been conditioned to believe that uh, we're kind of like victims of situations and of circumstances, Um, but the reality is that we are uh, beings with divine energy who have the ability to um, create realities. 
So, uh, and that's something that I've been learning for over a decade now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've, I see synchronicities in my own life, like constantly. It's, it's crazy. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much what inspired me right now to write this story. (laughs) Awesome. And yeah, definitely 2020 has been uh, an interesting year. And um, I felt like 2020 was also a you know, an opportunity for people to, you know, get into spirituality or get reconnected to that. And I definitely, you know, agree, like, um, you know, me personally, you know, reconnecting with, you know, spirituality and, um, you know, I think definitely right now these times are, you know, I feel like right now in 2021, things are getting a little better. Um, but, you know, I yeah. really appreciate that, you know, that you want to spread that love and that positivity to people because you know it can it can be very difficult out there and um definitely you know having encouragement for people that it's you know it's very inspiring um we have to yeah we do, we have to it's like our jobs you know like mm-hmm. we all need to come together and help each other in these times i feel like it's like it's a necessity i feel like yes absolutely So I just wanted to, um, I read some, you know, read some of your, your book, the the beginning and about how you broke up with religion. And so just tell me a little bit of your, your background, you know, regarding religion and, um, what made you decide to break up with it and go onto the path that you are on right now? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a church, um, and I don't mention that specific church in my book and Mm -hmm. I won't mention it here just because I have no issues with that church. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want any, anyone to get slack for anything, or I don't want to call anyone out. Um, but I grew up in a Christian church, um, my whole life. I went every Sunday. I was very devoted Uh, My parents didn't force me, so it wasn't one of those situations where I was, like, in a cult-like environment, you Mm -hmm. know, where I was, like, forced to go to church every Sunday, but I I, I wanted to go. It was very spiritual and very religious growing up. Um, I believe that I relied on religion to um, feel supported Mm -hmm. and to feel like, you know, there was a purpose in life, because when I was younger, I kind of suffered from depression a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, just I just wasn't made to go and sit in the classroom every day, all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I rely on religion um, for support. And um, finally, when I was 18, graduating from high school, um, I, I just realized that I, I, I reached a point where I was like, this is no longer resonating with who I am anymore. Um, and throughout high school, I, I noticed certain things that just didn't resonate with, with what I thought and what I believed as I like began to become more of an adult and form my own opinions and my own identity. Um, so I just realized like this isn't resonating with me anymore. And I went through like a breakup period mm-hmm. once I reached 18 and, and left the church. Um, once I graduated from high school, because the, the church that I went to, we had Sunday school every Sunday. So that was for like the kids. So once you 
you know, graduate high school, you no longer have Sunday school. You're like one of the adults who just goes to the full length uh, church service. So once Sunday school ended, um, and I had some friends in Sunday school, which, you know, made it super enjoyable and everything, um, I just decided I'm not coming back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, I had to, you know, go through that whole thing of like, what's going on with my, you know, my parents are like, oh, okay, so now you're not religious anymore. What happened? And I went through like a breakup period of being very resentful. I felt like I was being lied to. Uh, for so many years just because I started just opening my eyes to a whole new world Um, and of course once you finish high school you go to you know college or you start working or you do whatever and I I started going to college um, and I was you know in a whole new life so it, it just really opened my eyes to a whole new world and um yeah, so it took me a, a little bit to finally just come to terms with, um, okay, like I no longer have a religion, I'm no longer Christian, even though I, ident- I identified as a Christian for so many, basically my whole life. Um, and then it took me a little bit to stop being angry um, because I did feel like I was being lied to for so many years. Um, I felt like you know, religion in general, not just uh, my church or Christianity in general, all religions I felt like were institutions that were, uh, you know, made for controlling people. Um, now I have a lot more objectivity in that in that sense where I, I see how religion really benefits people and I see why they believe that and so forth. Not that I believe certain things are true, but... Um, you know, I, I don't care, I, and I and I really never really care if anyone else is religious. But mm-hmm. um, I had a lot more anger I was holding on to. So, uh, but it took me a little bit to get over that. But um, yeah, the book talks about sort of the process that I went through. Um, but the ultimate goal was to be true to myself and 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 realize, you know, it's gonna be hard to change, you know, change a part of you that has completely shaped your you know your worldview and completely shaped your idea of life like you know religion is like basically your your concept of the world around you and your in your life and your purpose of, on earth and everything and so I had to really like recognize like okay that's no longer a part of my reality like what what is my my personal perception and like build off of my own beliefs as an adult um, from that point. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, definitely, um, you know, can relate, you know, growing up, you know, I, I'm not going to name the the church or, you know, where I went to, but I can identify, you know, going to Sunday school and wasn't really a big fan of it either, but, um, definitely, you know, religion can, you know, there can be some positives to it. Um, you know, people see it as a form as like of community, you know, um, or like, you know, having that support. Um, and, um, you know, there's things that, you know, people believe and if that makes them feel good or make them, you know, feel them, you know, positive, I, I totally respect that. And, um, I, when I was reading, you know, the, the beginning of your book, you had mentioned that 
you know, in college you studied um, anthropology. And so I just wanted to ask you, you know, a little bit more about that anthropology and how it shaped you, um, you know, regarding religion. Like, how did that, how did anthropology and religion connect for you? intertwined but they're actually very intertwined because you know religion is an ideology religions I should say all religions are different ideologies they're mm-hmm. theories on the origins of you know humanity and they're they they shape the way that you see the world around you and other people um, and in anthropology when you um, when you study anthropology or become an anthropologist you the basics of that is learning cultural relativism, which is basically saying that any worldview or form of thinking is equal. So Mm -hmm. you have to respect all types of religions, all types of thought processes on, um, you know, the human body, the human experience, um, and in culturals in, if we're going to get general cultural in general so you have to respect all cultures as equal obviously in my opinion i don't think that that's a hundred percent possible as human beings because we've just been conditioned so much mm-hmm. but in anthropology you you are really challenged to be as objective as possible as humanly possible yeah you can um yeah so um where it coincides with that is is basically, you know, once I went to college and started uh, my anthropology degree, um, I, you know, you get exposed to, like, all different forms of thinking and seeing the world. So it's not like you just go to college and you're like, oh, these people eat this, Mm -hmm. and, you know, these people live over here, and they, you know, live in these types of houses. It's, It's not as simplistic as that. Um, it, they really go into um, like basically how different cultures perceive the world differently, even down to colors, even down to like these tiny little variations in language that makes them perceive the world around them differently. And understanding like how crazy and how different that humans really do perceive uh, life and themselves and the world and you know it's it's so um, it's so silly and ignorant to just believe that our way of thinking is you know the reality that everyone else has mm-hmm. and like that our reality is the truth and if you if you're someone who goes to college and studies anthropology whether it's one class or you know two years of anthropology classes to get a bachelor's mm-hmm. it's you will get your eyes opened to the idea that whatever your thought process is whatever your thinking is it's not the standard and you should respect everyone else's because they probably think you are as crazy as you think they are mm-hmm. so yeah and then of course coming off coming out of the religion at that time it was like a perfect um perfect situation because I was learning about all these different thought processes and I was just like yeah like my intuition for me in my perspective my intuition was correct because the religion that I was in 
didn't was not serving the adult that I was becoming in that moment. And then my studying anthropology was like feeding that new curious side of me saying, okay, there's a whole world out there and there's a whole way of thinking that's completely different than the religion that you grew up with. And on top of that, there are, you know, ancient, ancient, um, you know, shamans and, and different ways of, um, thinking from these ancient cultures where they get that from like thousands of years ago and you know and they resonate with me so um it really they really do go together and I actually did take a course called anthropology and religion Mm -hmm. and it just talks about the different forms of you know thinking and how they how we perceive like divinity and how you know how you perceive like what is God and and the different religions around the earth not just the mainstream ones but like uh lesser known ones that really are like super different and like understanding okay what is also what is religion and religion is you know it's like an institution it's it's a Mm -hmm. construct it's a way of thinking it's not just some you know form of spirituality it's an actual institution with rules and and you know really specific um theories on god and or gods, you know, multiple gods, who knows, uh, depending on what you, what you believe. But when you study anthropology, you really do realize that whatever your reality is, is it's, it's not the just standard truth and that you can't go through life believing that. So, uh, one should be prepared to question everything that they know if they go into an anthropology degree with an open mind so and religion does not fit within that you know usually religions do not fit within that context because religion is they they survive based on the premise of just belief right because usually people don't go outside and see god in the sky who's like yeah this is true and the bible i gave it to you you know Mm -hmm. So I can speak from the Christian perspective. I don't know, you know, others, but, um, you know, religions are based on belief and they, they survive based on just pure belief. So, um, when you study anthropology and you realize like there's different beliefs and you have to respect them all and you're not, you know, special in your beliefs and you're not right in your beliefs, you're like, wow, okay, I really need to like believe my beliefs, you know? So absolutely it it really did help with um forming my own thoughts i would say and you know it's interesting that you know because i you talk about you know anthropology and i actually took anthropology back in college i I think it was like biological anthropology but oh yeah i I didn't know there was like anthropology and religion that would have been an interesting class you know to take if you know if that was available um at the school yeah. that I was going to, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, world religions have always been something that interested me, you know, growing up, I, uh, you know, I was taught to respect other people's beliefs and, you know, and I still do to this day. Um, cause you know, we're, we're all human and we're not all perfect. And I think if we all had the same beliefs, we'd live in a perfect little world um and i i do want to talk about your curiosity religion cuz you know you got this 
you know, from, you know, college, you know, started learning more about, you know, beliefs and having that um, widened view of religions. Um, how did, um, you know, with anthropology, like after you graduated college, how did your, um, how did you start that relationship with spirituality? Did that happen while you were in anthropology or studying anthropology or did this happen like afterwards? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it happened during, um, so, and something that I also do mention in, in, in the book is sort of like the progression of that transition because, um, so I was, I've always been like a spiritual person. I've, I've never, even when I, um, I say I broke up with religion, even mm -hmm. when I left the religion, like I was, I still believed in a higher power. Um, I, I was never atheist. Um, it just, that just didn't resonate with me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, so I still believed in a form of a higher power. Um, my idea of God was very different from the religion I grew up in, but I just, it just, it just felt right to me uh, personally. So my idea of God, even after I left the religion, was that this higher power, this, you know, great energy that I felt was everywhere. It wasn't just this, you know, man in the sky or this, like, one being that has all power, and, you know, um, you know, can control everything. It wasn't like that. It was like this this higher divine energy that is in all things that I respect and, and recognize. I felt like God was that. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually wouldn't even use the word God for a, a couple years because I just didn't like the religious undertone of it. So I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I, I refused to say the word God. So I would say higher power. Mm -hmm. And now I say God because people understand and they, you know, they resonate with that. Sometimes I'll say like higher power, God, creator, source, whatever. But in general, it's this, you know, divine energy. Um, so I got into it in, um, I started in college. Um, you know, I, I went actually a couple times in high school to, uh, there was this metaphysical bookstore close, really close to my house. It was like a two minute drive and they would host different like seminars or meditations and so forth. And I would go every once in a while, um, I would go do like psychic readings, um, in college. Um, and I just started learning. Um, I started, I did a couple in high school while I was still in the religion, but very, not often at all. And then I started getting more into that while I was in college, studying anthropology and everything. Um, so yeah, I started going to all these classes and seminars and workshops and just like learning, um, about other things. Um, people call it like new age. I really, you know, I don't identify with like a group. I don't care. I just started like learning mm -hmm. and meditating I had never meditated before you know and so I found that like guided meditations were really easy for me because you just like listen to someone guiding you to imagine things so I was like okay I'll try it you know I was just trying basically anything that was interesting to me at that place because um, mm -hmm. it was really close to my house and it was super interesting to me um, and then yeah I would go do like I would get psychic readings um, regarding my career uh, in choices that I was, you know, struggling to make, I would go to a psychic and get a reading, and I was like, "This is so cool." Uh, 
and they would say things that were like so accurate so true and I was like whoa this is crazy like super cool and um yeah so that really I just I really started once I left the religion and exploring like different things that the religion the religion probably wouldn't um have approved of because I know in Christianity a lot of people say like psychics and those things are like coming from the devil and that stuff I never believed that personally just because I feel like you know there's kids that come on TV and they are you know saying that they're psychic or talking to their you know dead grandmas and so forth like they're not trying to you know do any evil or they're not mm-hmm. trying to like get any fame for kids I just feel I just always had a more open mind um to be honest so um yeah so I basically just did that and um it started my my journey <laughs> and yeah. um uh something I do mention in the book is a really huge turning point uh for me was um I had a moment years later I was I was already out of college out of grad school I was working what was I doing I think it was I was working as a teacher in that time um this was before, you know, nonprofit and WIOA or anything. And um, I, I got like really sick and I was like, what is happening? I, I had these horrible headaches. Um, I, and, and when I say headache, I think it was a migraine. I never had migraines. Like mm-hmm. I never knew really what migraines were. D- do you get migraines? I, you know what? The only time I had a migraine was like maybe eight years ago. And, but yeah, I don't get them like often, Yeah, but like, they're right, horrible. I, I cannot imagine like the people who get migraines regularly because oh, yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I, but in that moment I had never experienced a migraine in my life, but I started getting these horrible migraines and I, I really, I never take pain pills. I really try to avoid them. I, I'm all about like, I'll do like essential oils, you know, like to get yeah. headaches and whatever. But in that moment, I was popping pills. (laughs) Like, you don't even know. I was popping Tylenol or whatever painkiller. It was so bad. It felt like something was just crushing my head. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, like, function. I just... And the pain pills, they worked to a certain degree. But I felt like... I still felt this... the Like, the, um, the sharp pain was gone. But there was a heaviness and pressure in my head still so it was horrible and it lasted a couple months and um I went to the doctor they were like oh you know it's not migraines blah 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 we think you have a brain tumor and all this stuff oh wow and I yeah I was like I knew I didn't have a brain tumor I just I don't know how I knew I just intuitively was like that's not true you know, I've had doctors tell me a bunch of random stuff. They're just spewing theories at me. Um, they don't really know, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, screw this. I'm not going to a doctor. Like, I'm done. My mom, <laughs> my mom, out of concern, um, was like, oh, you know, take these. Um, she, We have, okay, I don't know. Anyway, we have connections with medical people in Mexico. <laughs> so if we ever need anything that's, like, super expensive in the U.S., we, we go to Mexico because we're like, screw this. I'm not paying, like, millions of dollars in the U.S. And so actually the medicine to... from Mexico works better than the U.S. Some medicine. Oh, I'm not surprised. 
so I would not be surprised. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear, if I need any, like, serious help, I'm just going to go to Mexico because, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and there, yeah, I think you're, I, w- I would not be surprised if that's true because uh, so many things are, like, mm-hmm. not allowed here that are allowed over there that actually, like, really do work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was, put, I got some antibiotics because there was an assumption that I had some, like, um, infection or like inflammation like going on so I was like you know what? whatever I'll take it they weren't like super harsh or anything mm-hmm. so I took those I felt better but I got vertigo so I was like oh, what the hell so my my migraines were gone but then I was constantly spinning like every you know every second of my day I every time I was looking at anything it was spinning and I couldn't just be still and I would drive like that I would teach like that you know I lived like that for a couple months also so this was like a, a, I don't even remember how many months but maybe like four four months total of just dealing with this like illness I guess it was and um, I finally was like I'm gonna try the spiritual way because all those years after graduating I had I mean, after, um, yeah, graduating high school and going to college, I had been studying different spirituality stuff. So I booked an appointment with an African shaman and, um, she, um, you know, she detected that something was going on with my head Mm -hmm. and she was like, Oh, it's spiritual. It's not physical. And I was like, okay, you know, I mean, that made sense to me. I had a feeling that it was something else going on, um, other than, you know, something physical because I'm, 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 I was healthy, you know, I was a yeah. healthy young person. I didn't do any crazy habits. So, um, yeah. So she told me it's spiritual. And then I did a few sessions with her and lo and behold, two weeks later, it was gone. My vertigo was gone. Um, I forgot to mention, I lost some hearing in my ear and my, 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 my hearing was coming back. Oh, wow. Um, just, yeah, it was crazy. No medication, nothing. Just going to the African shaman. She did some really interesting rituals, and I was like super excited to just like see what was going on. Because uh, that that was another thing with my anthropology background. I was so like interested in what she was doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, just to see like what what the process was. And um, yeah, so it literally took her two weeks to to like get rid of my vertigo um so in my last session with her she said and I always uh, remember it and I wrote that also in my my book um she said um your ancestors want you to uh develop spiritual gifts and I was like because she worked she worked with my ancestors during the ceremonies mm. um and my ancestors just being you know deceased uh loved ones or you know or like my dad's dad like great 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 grandpa and all those things um and so she said that and I was like what yeah (laughs) because I you know was like studying different spirituality and stuff like that but I never like thought of myself as like someone with you know special gifts or whatever and now I know that we all have those things so Mm -hmm. it's a little less weird but um, she said that, and I was like, okay, so what are they? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. You're like, tell me. Tell me, please. <laughs> yeah. I was like, tell me what to do, because I don't know what you're talking about. So, um, 
oh gosh, am I forgetting? No, I'm forgetting. She said um, one was prophecy, which it sounds super intense, but it really is just like, uh, you know, like psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't remember the other one. I think it was like that. Oh gosh, no, I can't believe I just forgot. But yeah, so one was prophecy, and I, in, in general, I think it was like psychic abilities and just like, oh yeah, intuition. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, but I looked at her when she said prophecy, like, what is this? Is this a movie? Like, what's happening? Like, this sounds so intense. Um, and so, <laughs> like, right when we finished, I started researching different classes, psychic development classes, and I found one close by, um, and I signed up, and I started going to these classes, and, um, that's real that's really where like my life sort of changed um and I started developing all these different uh skills within within me that we all have um and I started to see how you know psychic abilities are not just these gifts for some people that everyone has them everyone has the ability to develop them uh we've just been told that they're not you know, normal, we've been told that they're not, you know, uh, good or godly or so forth. Um, but the truth is that we all have them. They've just been suppressed. Um, and so I really started on that journey. I went to psychic and development, so psychic development and mediumship development classes for gosh, I don't know, like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as, as you know, I also did uh, my pranic healing uh, certification program. I got into energy healing as well mm-hmm. and just delving into that. But now I am certified and practicing that. Um, so that's where I am now. So that's kind of like my, in general, that's my journey um, in regards to getting into spirituality. Um, I get obviously a little bit more detailed in the book, but that's like a huge portion of it, of the journey. Um, is learning that and and going into those things and you know what's really interesting that you mentioned is um you know having that that intuition um have you ever felt that you've always had that in you know or felt that you were always like intuitive or did you did that like pick up after you met with the african shaman I, I mean, I've always, um, even as a kid, I felt energies, and I was always, like, scared at nighttime because I was feeling energies and stuff like that, um, and I always felt like my intuition was correct if I, I would always follow my intuition, mm-hmm. um, but that's the thing, like, intuition is normal, like, in our society, so people mm-hmm. will be like, oh, it's intuition, yeah. but then when it comes to, like, this this word psychic then people are like oh no it's fake and whatever mm-hmm. which I understand because it's not considered like normal in most societies but the reality is that intuition and psychic abilities are like hand in hand they're 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 a sixth sense yeah. that everyone has it's just we suppress you know some people suppress it and some people try to develop it and open up those channels of of being able to um you know, perceive different energies. Um, so I don't think that I've always um, had like the the abilities that I have now because uh, I worked hard to develop them and open up and trust the, in, 
that this is not, you know, normal or this is something that only some people do who are special and born that way. And that's just, unfortunately, that's just not the case. Everyone can do it. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I, I didn't. I, I, I mean, the thought of, like, me calling myself, like, psychic medium was so crazy when I first started. I was like, no, I just was like learning and just figuring out, uh, you know, what it was and everything just to like help me in my own life. And Mm -hmm. now I'm over here calling myself that and trying to help people and do readings for people and all that stuff. And it's not even weird to me anymore, but I understand like he's still not normalized. So yeah, but it definitely wasn't always like that. Do you, it's kind of a weird question, but like if you're like out, let's say like you're at a Starbucks or something and let's say you, there's someone, right? And you probably, like, I'm sure you can feel people's like energies or their vibes. And if like something pops up to you, like something like your intuition or if there's something that you have to tell that person, like, have you ever had that situation before? Cause I think I've seen that in like TVs and movies where like, <laughs> oh, I have to tell you this. I don't even know you, but your grandma says hi. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, no, I know. I've seen that on like Long Island Medium. She like uh-huh. goes up to people in like the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I mean I have those moments, but I never go up to people. Um. I. The thing is, um, and this is the thing with with that stuff it's like if you don't have the right um intentions or training or um you just sort of like do whatever you feel like um I don't like that because I don't I don't personally go into other people's energies right um unless they give me permission so I will not be like tapping into other people's stuff unless I really like try or they give me permission um, because just ethically and karmically, I don't want any of that on me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's their privacy too. So it's like, I could, if I really wanted to, but I, I mean, that's, uh, to be honest, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But, and then on another level of that, it's like the karma is like, I don't, you know, that's their privacy. That's their life. And I don't, they did not give me the permission to like, go and like dig into their lives or see what's going on also people's higher selves and like guardian angels and stuff they can protect their, those individuals from anyone who's trying to like you know get past the gates and and get information on them so um it's not always that that clear but yet yeah, to short answer to your question is yes um, um just like we all do we feel people's vibes and energies and we can tell like someone has some weird energy we don't like it or someone has a really nice energy and they're sweet even though we don't we don't really know them mm-hmm. um i have those moments um i you know when i was a teacher um i did have a moment where uh one of my students was talking to me about a friend that died unfortunately he mm. died really young um and then right when she was talking about uh that friend he was trying to get through to me and it was very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm working. This is not professional. I'm not going to just be like, oh, by the way, I can speak to your deceased friend and I'll let you know what he's t- 
and I was like, I was not going to do that. I'm yeah. a teacher. Like, and I was like, I just had to tell him like, so sorry, but you need to leave my space, um, and communicate with her through her dreams. So I just instructed him to leave. Um, and we all are in control over our space. So nothing is allowed to like, just linger next to me. Like that doesn't happen. Um, that's only in the movies. Like, and we're in control. Like if I tell something to leave, it needs to leave and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, and, and that doesn't happen to me. Like really like never, because I don't open myself up to do that. Um, when I'm ready and I, and I'm willing to open myself up, it's with the permission of someone, um, specifically. So I, I don't, I don't allow that because also then you're going to feel everyone's energies and it's going to affect you and you can get sick. Um, yeah. so yeah. Imagine if you're just feeling everyone's energies, you're walking around like how uncomfortable that is. So, um, yeah, I, I specifically like shut that down when I'm in public and I don't dig deeper. Um, so I only allow like the surface level, like intuitive, like you know, this person's having a bad day and they're, they're not in a good space. So I'm going to stay away from them. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and do you feel like at times, like, even though you say that, you know, you, you know, that person's like not in a good mood, you know, you try to shut that down, but have you ever had a, you know, a time when you felt all the energies and that you felt like emotionally drained or like, yeah, just like drained out, don't want to deal with anybody or do anything because <laughs> I know I can be uh, intuitive too. Um, and mm-hmm. I can pick up people's emotions and moods and all that. And it does affect me for like the rest of the day. Like it just, yeah. But has of that course. ever happened to you? It's happened to me at work. Um, and that's another reason why I will never be a case manager ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Because that job, I swear. Yeah, so at work, it's really hard because um, being a case manager for people who are um, homeless or um, really experiencing hard, hard, hard times and they need um, a lot of services and a lot of help um, and um, just listening to those stories every day or like having someone really rely on you Mm-hmm. to like 
you have to do that because you have to figure out how to help them the best way and blah 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 and so oh my gosh yeah I, I will not be doing that again but um my I mean I hope that we can pay case managers a lot more because we really have to like you know really like get the life sucked out of us um by the people who really need it um and definitely in addition to that um now that I'm a pranic healer um I, I have a different perspective is when you have clients, they tend to connect to you energetically through cords, um, and that energy connects to your chakras. Um, so they're physically, and they, of course they don't, they're not aware of it, but they're physically draining the energy from your chakras and they're, they're receiving it. So yeah. I had a client who was a therapist had chronic fatigue syndrome and so I was working on her chronic fatigue syndrome and I just found all these core energetic cords on her uh we call it spleen chakra so that's that's the chakra that allows the new energy to come in and you know fill up your body with new energy um and they were connecting to her through that chakra because they were sucking energy from her because they they needed it um, and so she had chronic fatigue syndrome because her body wasn't retaining any new energy. So she was always fatigued and tired and having these health issues because of it. Um, so I was like, I had, I taught her how to cut cords every day from her clients because that was what was causing her illness. So when you're a case manager, it's basically the same thing. They're connecting to us because they really rely on us and they're, they're sucking literally sucking the energy from our from our chakras and our bodies um and of course they don't mean to but it, yeah it, it's just it, it is what it is so <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. you know speaking as a case manager you know not to just encourage anyone but you know it can be rewarding you know I'm not gonna lie um but it can be emotionally um exhausting and you know it's like you're you're feeling all those energies and, you know, I, I personally learned to, you know, uh, block that, you know, or try it. I mean, I'm still learning to do that. Um, and you know what also what's, what something came up right now, but you mentioned that, you know, that this person had like chronic fatigue, right? So, and also that, do you feel like, because, you know, as humans, we can be drawn to people, right? A certain people. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's sometimes that, you know, we can be drawn to someone and we don't know why. Like, it's like, I never met that person. I've never seen that person in my life, but I'm so drawn to them. Why am I so drawn to them? So have you ever encountered something like that or have had like, you know, customers or patients that had that situation? I haven't had anyone tell me they've experienced that, um, like clients or anybody, but um, I've definitely experienced that. And my um, what happened was they were a past life connection, um, and that's why there was such a strong connection, and there was some unresolved things that mm-hmm. needed to get resolved in this lifetime. Um, and typically, I would say if there is a situation where someone feels like a really strong connection to someone or they're drawn to someone and there's no like logical reason, it 
might be a past life connection. Um, that's usually where like soulmates come from and those types of things where it's like there's this energy of I'm so comfortable with them. I feel like I've known them forever, even though I don't really know them that much or and so forth. Or I feel really drawn to that person for some reason. I can't explain it. It's usually like a past life connection that you guys have had. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a reason that you're meeting them in this lifetime. Um, uh, yeah, so I've, I've definitely experienced that um, in my personal life. Um, and there was some things that needed to, there was some, uh, there was some mending that needed to happen for that person and myself, um, who's no longer in my life, but it mm -hmm. was a past life thing that was very unexplainable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into the details, but it was very unexplainable, but there was a serious, um, moment of just being drawn to that person. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably a past life, uh, connection. Um, if, if something's kind of like unexplained, explainable in that, um, another thing it could be that, um, or however you are right now, however someone is right now, um, in their, their, I guess, self-development or their vibration, their personal, uh, frequencies, that means that you attract similar to yourself mm -hmm. um so if you are feeling drawn to someone or if someone is feeling like they are attracted to someone some type of person it does not it doesn't have to be physically attracted just in general attracted to some type some person um like they have some connection with some person it's kind of unexplained it could also be because you guys resonate on a similar like wavelength mm -hmm. um and uh yeah, and like attracts like, so it could be that also. And of course, I've experienced that as well. I feel like that's how I um, met my husband personally, um, because I feel like if I was the if I was like how I was a year before I met him, we would I wouldn't have you know nothing would have come from that. But because I was um, the person that I was when I met him, and he was the person that he was when he met me, we were kind of like on a similar wavelength and mm -hmm. we um, attracted each other so I believe that yeah yeah definitely I'm, I'm a believer I mean honestly now than I was before about you know uh the reason why we meet people certain people and um you know before I was like oh yeah it's just like random you know but definitely there's people that come into our lives you know you know there's there's that same you know for temporary or you know for a chapter or like for the you know our whole story um but yeah and I feel like there is that like you know intuitive connection between like meeting people because I've had that like it's like I'm so drawn I just want to ask you um a couple more questions you know one is that um what would be what would be your definition uh, spirituality because I think the I mean if we were to google spirituality it'd be like you know having your own relationship with with God or who whatever you believe in um and you know and like religion is like that institution the ideology you know beliefs and all that but what to you you know Ariana what how do you define spirituality um and also 
what would you recommend to other people who are on the similar path that you know you were you're probably in right now you know that some people are that are listening are probably going through that you know maybe that breakup phase with their religion or you know trying to you know have instead of having a religion maybe have forming like a relate to me personally it's like forming a relationship you know with god uh, you know outside of a religious organization but what advice do you have for those people who are like breaking out of that i love phase? that yeah so the first um so start with the first thing of what is spirituality to me is first of all uh, spirituality is not a box um religion is the box spirituality is the teachings um and i really delve deep in, into that concept like um, in my book, I talk about the difference between the two. Spirit, spirituality has no limits, has no bounds. It has no um, fear, you know, way of thinking, only one way of thinking. It has no rules, has no uh, construct. So someone's form of spirituality can be completely different to another form of spirituality. And it, I like what you said. It's like it's your connection to, like, God or higher power your personal connection. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, spirituality is remembering who we are mm -hmm. and who we are is divine beings of, the, of pure energy. Um, so I truly believe that our souls are pure energy, that we all have divine energy within us, God energy within us. Because like I said before, like my personal experience is that God is everywhere and in all things, and we are all one. So I believe that all of us have divine God energy within us that give us the power and ability to create worlds and our realities. Um, so spirituality to me is just remembering who we really are, um, because we've been conditioned so much to believe that we're just these bodies you know these people on earth but what we really are divine energetic beings living this physical reality just in this small moment but we're actually eternal um so that spirituality is uh, to me is just remembering who we really are and who uh, for me personally remembering who i really am and understanding um all of those I can't even get it. Uh, all of all of that, all of the things that go along with that. There's so much to learn, and um, I'm always learning. So I will be learning until I die. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, in regards to the second uh, question of like, what would I tell people if they are going through a uh, breakup with religion? Well, that was the question, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So for me, um. I, you know, my book is like how I broke up with religion, but the thing is like, that's my personal story. If someone is, you know, wants to stay in their religion, but also experience like spirituality, go for it. I'm not like trying to tell anyone to break up with religion, but if someone's going through that process, um, I would like to say that life is so short, you know, do what feels good to you. Because what feels good and resonates with you is something that is a part of who you are in this lifetime and who you're supposed to be in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I, all of our purposes on earth are determined, but the path 
to get to our purpose, our mission in life is not predetermined. So we have the free will and the freedom to make our lives amazing and how we want it. And we all have the innate capacity to like thrive in life. And we're all here. We're not here to suffer. And that's the hard thing is like, you know, there's so much suffering on earth. So it, it, there's a real, it's really easy to look at like earth and life in a negative way. And trust me, I've been there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been there. So, um, but if you're going through one of those like transformative times where you're, you know, trying to leave your religion or just get more into spirituality, what I would, this is just my um, opinion is follow what feels right to you and leave what doesn't feel right to you because your intuition and your, your body will tell you what feels good and whatever feels good is, is where you need to go on your, your journey. So um, I feel like that's, really understated but I feel like it's so important because we always not I shouldn't say always but most of us follow what we think we should be doing or what like you know society thinks we should be doing or what we think is right instead of feeling what we what feels good instead um and there's a reason that we like certain things there's a reason that we feel passionate about certain things and we feel excited about certain things and you know other people don't feel excited about that because we all have different purposes you know in our lives so if something feels right and good to you then follow that because then you're on the right path of just learning what you need to learn for this lifetime to have your you know to thrive and have have a great life absolutely that wow that was amazing (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) for all of your you know insightful uh this this is a very insightful conversation and very interesting um to learn um and you know like i said before i think the topic of you know religion and spirituality is something that always interested me and it's it's really interesting to hear you know from um this perspective um because i know with you know, all religions have, you know, different beliefs and, and things like that. But I think just to hear, it, you know, from the spirituality perspective is very grateful. Uh, and um, I'm glad that, you know, or I hope that the audience finds this uh, insightful as well. Um, so Ariana, thank you so much again for for being my guest. I'm so happy to have you on here. And you guys please check out her book how i broke up with religion and discovered my inner divinity and it's on amazon and i'm not being paid (laughs) to to promote this but please check it out um it's it's great and i i will be reading more into it too so you guys (laughs) thank you so much and definitely if you guys you know have any questions you know regarding this episode or if you would like to comment please follow me at 100 percent or 100 real with stuff on instagram and hope to guys uh you know to see you soon and um ariana definitely i know it's been over a year since we last saw each other so 
hopefully we'll get to see each other, you know, once things get better with, you know, the pandemic, which I, I feel hopeful yeah. that it's, it's getting better. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening and have a nice evening. Bye-bye.